everybody. How is it going? Welcome to the podcast. Oh man, how exciting. You know, podcast, podcast show, whatever you want to call it. My name is Patrick and thank you so much for tuning in. You know, it means the world when there's people that actually listen to the shows. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense otherwise. Why do the show if no one's going to listen? doesn't make sense. doesn't add up. Uh, then again, I probably still would. What's going to stop you from doing it? Nothing. It's purely your own choice. Nonetheless, we're here. Nonetheless, we are here. We've made it to the podcast. Have you? Are you checking it out? Are you listening? Are you actually listening? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that pretend like they listen. But here's the thing, guys. <laughs> it's easy to check. It's easy to know if you're actually listening. Not a hard thing to find out. All you got to do is look at your analytics. You know what analytics are? It's a simple place that tells you where people are finding your show, where people are listening, and so much more. You know, even it, it even tells you how long people are listening. So there's no hiding it. There's no hiding the fact that, you know, these are these are podcast shows that I really enjoy. And I'm obviously working my ass off because anybody who's listened to my podcast and seriously listened, you know that every podcast is different. There's a rare similarity between each of my podcasts and the rare similarity is me. That's it. Other than that, it's a different show and obviously a different audience and geared toward a different audience. But it's fine. We're not here to talk about this only. We had a fun day today. Had some very exciting things go down. Not exciting in the sense of like, oh man, my life is so spectacular. More like exciting because I couldn't believe that this happened. I can't believe this, this all came out at once. Uh, and what I mean is I must have been on like a grim. Maybe I wanted to be on a grim journey for tonight. Maybe not. Somehow, maybe I just stumbled upon it and that's what we're going to leave it as. But I ended up watching this this documentary series called uh, The Killer Inside, the Aaron Hernandez story. And let me just say, first and foremost, I still have no idea why he did what he did. They tried to say that he was like a closeted homosexual. They tried to say that, well, they did say, they didn't try to say this came out of their faces. They weren't like, he's you know, that's struggling to say. <laughs> they actually said that he was closeted. He was uh, in a sport full of testosterone, full of uh, manliness, if you will. The gridiron gang, if you will. Shout out to The Rock, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. You know, I always wondered how he got the rights to his name. Because that's definitely something that the WWE is concerned with. But anyways... This documentary was nuts. This documentary series, like I said, they tried to say that he was closeted. Uh, then they tried to say that he had CTE that had been going on for quite some time. But here's the thing. What do those two things have to do with murdering people? Nothing about either of those things makes me believe that you killed people for that reason. You killed people because you were a closeted homosexual? Or you killed people because you had CTE. Because from what you can gather just out of the information that's put out there online about CTE and people that have been victims to, you know, men that definitely have CTE, it shows that they, they don't go out there and just kill willy-nilly. 
They don't kill willy-nilly. I would hate to be a man named willy-nilly. I mean, could you imagine? Hey, willy-nilly. <laughs> like, that's just... It had to come from somewhere, though. Had to. But what I'm saying is... The victims that have unfortunately occurred because of a CTE issue have pretty much been in-house. It's never, hey, I'm just going to kill this guy because he spilled a drink on me. Right? And it's so crazy because if you watch the documentary series, now there's going to be spoilers because you should have watched it. I mean, it's it's intriguing as hell. And I don't, if you weren't literally watching like court TV, the information you have on this case is probably dismal. Probably not a lot of stuff going on. Probably don't know that much. So it does make sense to at least check it out and be like, holy shit. That, okay, because here's my thing. I'm not, you know, football is what it is. I'm more of a college football fan, but even then, it's like, I'm not going to, I don't, I forget what days it's even on. That's how much I don't give a shit. But here's the thing. I grew up with football. I know about football, played football. It's not a thing. My issue here is simply, I wanted to find out if this documentary tells us why he did what he did, if they had legitimate answers. Because, you know, I just happened to watch from the outside. I didn't pay much attention to the court case when it happened. I heard about it. I wasn't diving into it until I saw this documentary. And I had no idea that there was two other victims. I didn't know that he killed three people. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to kill one person, of course. But from the media, at least on my end, I only had ever saw people talking about one victim. And then it turns out that there was victims before he even played. Well, there was victims. Let's say this. There's victims. And he was the suspect and then went on to play an entire football season. So <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. And then you get Robert Kraft showing up in this documentary. And all you can do is wonder, like, how long ago did he film this? Because his hands are dirty now. Maybe not his, but... It, Definitely the lady's hands uh, that he visited multiple times in a day. Daddy hands over there. Certainly. Certainly. I think that's a shout out to the Stooges. Not the band. I don't know. I'm simply, you know, I want to talk about this because it's it's fresh on my mind. And I can't help but to wonder, like, what? Why? In the end, why? And that's what I think everybody wants to know. And even if you're not close to this case, like you don't have any involvement such as myself, you're just like, the family's got to be wondering why more than I am. And they have to suffer every day, not knowing why this person was taken from them. Their brother, their son, Right? It's such a bizarre thing. Now, like I said, I must have been on, on like this. I wanna, I wanna watch some dark stuff because I ended up going right from that to Hulu, where I watched uh, the last days of Phil Hartman, and I do a podcast where I actually talk about celebrities who have been murdered or have committed crimes, and Phil Hartman is was one of my earlier episodes. I didn't want to do it super soon because I, I felt like it was it was in the news. Many people talked about it. So I said, you know what, let's wait. Did it later. And the information that I find on my own 
was bizarre. And to know that it all circles back to the cast of news radio. And then you think about how popular podcasting is and the number one guy in podcasting. You have to make the connection that Joe Rogan was in news radio. He knew Phil Hartman very well. I'm sure he met Bryn. I'm sure he met Andy Dick. I'm sure, he, right, he had to have. It's just a sad thing. It's a very sad thing for somebody who had so much promise and talent. It's The, the reason I bring up the Joe Rogan thing is because think about today. If Phil Hartman was still alive, you think he wouldn't be on that goddamn show? You think Joe wouldn't have him on? I mean, the conversations and the comedy that would come from Phil Hartman with Joe on a podcast would be insanity. It'd be so fun. But instead, it's just a, just something we have to create in our own minds because it'll never happen. And I feel like that's the worst thing. It reminds me of like the Menendez brothers. I feel like it's the worst thing when your own family is what takes you out. Now, why? Why did this happen? Was... Andy Dick a reason for her relapsing? Probably not. Probably not. I think it was just her own isolation, and then there's speculation on in the doc about Zoloft and how that could have affected her. <sighs> it just made me think even more about Brody Stevens because he was on Lamectal, which is like a mood stabilizer. There's a lot of... It's just crazy, man. It's crazy to think, much like Joey Diaz said about Brody Stevens, he, he said he only gave himself a certain amount of time to think about that. Because that can really mess up a person when their friend takes their own life after they say that they're doing fine. And that's what everybody does. Everybody wants to hide it. Everybody wants to stuff it down deep, pretend like it doesn't affect them, and it's not fair to the people around them when it comes to this point, when it comes to this point where oh, now that is your only step, that is your only option in your mind. I have to kill myself. What? And then you have to think about all of these drugs that doctors prescribe in the hopes that it helps somebody. But have we not seen enough statistics that prove it's it's not all it's it's not all gold, golden rainbows right it's not all good in most cases it goes bad it goes really bad but Joey Diaz said the only thing that he was curious about and thought about when it came to Brody was his final 10 minutes. And that's dark as shit. But it makes sense. What was your final minutes like? What was those last 10 minutes like? What really finally pushed you over? I've actually even went back and watched many episodes of the Brody Stevens experiment, uh, Broden Esther, uh, Positive Push. And I'll be honest, guys, it really took me a long time to do that. I don't have connections 
with Brody Steven like that Brody Stevens like that where it's like oh I was obsessed with his comedy or anything like that he is a very very funny and unique individual that was so creative that uh, he, nobody else has been like that nobody he was a comedian's comedian as they've said so many times I mean the way that I look at it is what you can never define another person's happiness and I feel like when it comes to celebrities or entertainers specifically, we all try to do that. All of us outsiders who simply enjoy what they do, we try to come to our own conclusions as to why this person would take their own life. And many a times I've heard people say about Brody Stevens that he wasn't accepted as much as he would have liked. And that's fine. But that right there has to make you wonder or at least ponder the idea of what is, what defines happiness. Because what defines happiness for each person is severely different. Severely different. And that's why things like this happen. Because you see success or success in your mind. Because success to me is much different than my neighbor. It's much different than people that listen to my podcast. Success is 100% different for every person. But from your average person, a celebrity, somebody with fame, somebody with money, somebody with access, is successful. And in that success, you automatically assume you're happy. And in this day and age, in this era, in this culture... We find ourselves dealing with this issue of happiness way more. There's so much medication, so much medication to give you artificial happiness. But in the end, it feels like it all comes down to the same fucking thing. Suicide or not? Do you want to go? It's so crazy to me. It's so crazy to me. And I, I'd imagine there's people listening right now that feel the exact same way. It's so crazy to think, you know, that's how we define happiness. Is your success, your money, your access. Because in reality... A lot of us say that success is happiness. Success will bring happiness. But I think when it really boils down to it, nah. Nah. And I think who we can really take a learning from that could tell us a little something special about that and, and, and help us define happiness and, and how happiness is different for every person is we start interviewing homeless people. We start interviewing people in poverty. <clears throat> because the idea is simply... In my mind, okay, obviously. The idea is basically in my mind that, hey... The people that live in pov poverty or don't have anything or go hungry... They should just move. 
they should get out of the place that they're at. They should get out of the place that they are at. Sorry for saying that weird, and I said it weird two times instead of once. Awesome. Not gonna edit it, cause who cares? Um, I'm a real ass dude. Hashtag Louis J. Gomez. Anyways, what I'm saying is that's not easy for anyone. It's not easy to just pick up and go. It's not easy to move from one place to the other when you have nothing. But you can't guarantee that every single homeless person is sad or depressed. Because in a lot of ways, you have to accept the idea that maybe there's comfort in living off the grid. Dude, what would it be like to talk to real people every day because you can't afford a phone? I mean, the camaraderie alone has to be a breath of fresh air, probably stinky homeless air, but you get it. You get to be around faces, personalities, experiences, people, instead of stuck on social media, stuck in this artificial world where it's mostly negative. And I'll give you a prime example about this, okay? Some of these social media sites, I won't name them, but most of these sites have a feed, right? You get a feed. <laughs> you get posts from people that you follow or posts from people that you follow that they follow that they have retweeted or liked. It's content, 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 okay? And I'm sure you could probably figure it out by now what I'm talking about. But I happen to be scrolling through my feed. I like to see what people are up to, what's going on. I do it probably early in the morning and get the freshest stuff, get my retweets going, get some tweets going. Damn it, and I just outed them. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I don't think they care. But here's what it was. I don't know who retweeted these things, but somebody had to have. Now, at first, I didn't think that. At first, I just assumed that it popped up in my feed because... It was a trending topic of some sort. But the same thing has happened on one of my streaming services. Because the streaming service has multiple options. You can go check out the new releases. You can check out stuff that says, because you watched, blah, 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 right? And those things will be, you know, recommended to you in relation to the things you've already watched. Which is fair. It's no different than fucking ads online. If you're looking at a bunch of puppies like Ari Shafir, what's going to show up in your feed, in your ads? Puppies. Okay? But in my top picks, my top picks on Netflix was some shit that I would never watch, nor is it anything that I've ever came close to watching. I've never watched anything with that type of thing. So for them to recommend it to me only made me feel like they're not paying attention to what I'm watching. It made me feel like they don't give a shit about the content you actually prefer. They're going to give you what they want to promote, what they want to push. And that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not fair. Because you're creating the drama. You're asking for the drama because 
Think about this. It's no different than saying, hey, if you stay the fuck off of Twitter, if you stay the fuck off of Facebook, you'll be less stressful. It's a given. But also, if you do get on those sites and they're forcing shit down your throat that you've never thought of before ever, and then you see it, and it irritates you, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be prone to fucking posting a negative tweet. And that's not fair. Because you didn't ask to see that. You didn't ask to be a part of that. And there it is. Right in your face. And that's where people draw their most frustration, I believe. They don't care what you do. Just don't shove it in my face because you think that's the right thing to do to help promote interest in your fucking app or interest in your new show. Like, I'm good, dude. I'm good. Why the fuck would I watch that in the first place when there's nothing about the things that I've already watched that says that would be of interest to me? Is it because it's sort of comedy? It's supposed to be funny? But even then, there's not many shows on Netflix that I watch that are strictly comedy. I've watched The Office long before Netflix. I watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia long before Netflix. Workaholics long before Netflix. Third, third Rock from the uh, Thirty Rock, excuse me. Community, Parks and Recreation. Why is there? If you're gonna give me something that I should watch, it should be in relation to those things, okay? Or fucking MMA. Uh, true crime. Fine. Those are the things I watch. So what got put in my top picks? Not just new releases. Not just the fucking front page of my Netflix. Okay? This was in the top picks for me. And it was nothing of interest. And that's infuriating. Literally infuriating. Drives me fucking nuts. Why? Why do you do that? Because you want the drama. You want the controversy. You want people to talk. It's sick. It's truly sick. But it's something that I've noticed all on my own. And, you know, I might be speaking something, you know, old news or whatever. But at the same time, it's new to me. And it's, this is the first time it's happened. Out of all the time I've used Twitter, out of all the time that I've used Netflix, first time it's happened... But who cares, right? Who cares? Nothing's going to change. It's going to keep being the same way. And sometimes you don't even know what to say about it. And I'm not one of those people that wants to stir up shit. But also, don't fucking shove it in my face. That I can't stand more than anything. It's like being a person that doesn't like football. But all they do is shove football into your feeds. Into your top picks. Hey, you watched a bunch of Ali Wong comedy specials. We think you might enjoy. Well, here's the top. Here's a top pick for you. Football. Because why? How is there a relation? It's like if all I did was watch Die Hard over and over on Netflix, they'd probably still recommend this bullshit to me. And one thing that I know for sure, it's going to have one season. That's it. I guarantee it. 
it's it's as it's as it is as obvious as cats. If you thought cats was gonna fail, then you know that this is gonna fail. Because what the fuck? Maybe I'm just in a specific mood because of you know the true crime that I watched. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I feel like I was still pretty funny. I don't know. It's my own opinion, really. I would laugh at this. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you like what you heard, which I know you did, otherwise how'd you get this far? Feel free to subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms as well as donating to the show. Support the show by visiting patreon.com slash podculture. That's patreon.com slash p-o-d-c-u-l-t-u-r-e. Thanks for listening. It truly does mean the world. Have a great day or night, evening. Have a, have a great week or, you know, you get it. I don't, you get it. All right, bye.